This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Welcome to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Visit joy.org.au to find out more about our Joycasts. You're on Joy 94.9 and I'm excited and I know my family's even more excited that I have Effie here. How are you? Good, thanks for asking. (laughs) I'm great. I'm I'm telling you, my family, like I think every time there's someone, oh my gosh, there's somebody Greek, we have to tune in. What is it about that? We're an extremely proud race. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, we do make people that aren't Greek, we try to make them Greek. That's right. For many, many years, my mother said that Daryl Summers was Greek, but he was not Greek, apparently. He's got possibly some German background. (laughs) But, you know, and we always look for surnames. I think that's how you can tell you Greek. That's right. At the credits of a movie, you always look for the Greek names. And then, you you know, oh, there's one, there's one. I don't know. I just think that we're so up ourselves that we like – the uh, the idea of sort of staying in our own like I think so. uh, bubble of success. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, speaking of which, we've watched you for years, years and years and years. I had to watch you at school, went to a Greek school. So I watched you on Acropolis now. We had to do it for homework as that's well. That's hilarious. I know. That's how, that's how much of an icon you are are and have become in the community and, you know, in all of our lives. And you've come so far, your career, and it's it's all just been a big wham. What was it like growing up as a young Greek girl? I mean... Well, you know, I, I, I uh, was uh, in a community of multicultural Aussies. Yeah. So there was, you know, something, there was, a you know, like a Mazer plate, a cultural <laughs> Mazer plate. <laughs> and it was like, uh, you know, some Spanish some Turks, uh, Lebos, you know, Italians, Yugos, Greeks, Skippies, a couple of token Skips in there for good measure. <laughs> uh, and so, you know, that was a reality that I grew up in, very, very mm-hmm. Melbourne, right. you know, and uh, very working class, which was great because we're all at the same point. Yeah, you yeah. Know, there was no competition because we're all struggling and there was something, I don't know, something fantastic about that. And so I always felt like, you know, it was a very rich community mm-hmm. of individuals. If there was a common factor, it's that we're all different. Yeah. And that's a good feeling. The older you get, you know, uh, I think you go through a phase where you want to be the same, particularly like as teenagers and stuff where you go, oh, I wish I was just the same as everybody else. Yeah. But yeah. everyone else is thinking that. Yeah. And that's then as right. you get older, you again start to look for the differences because you know that that's the one thing that makes that, a difference. That, that is our, you know, character DNA. Yeah. Yeah. Is that we've all got our own character, our own story, our own, you know, point of view. Yeah. And the more of those that are out there, the more exciting the world appears, I reckon, anyway. Yeah, definitely. And also, you know, uh, growing up that way and having that multiculturalism, did you feel like your parents, as a second-generation Greek, did they push more of that culture upon you? Or oh, Greeks are pushy. I mean, it, you know, <laughs> if you reckon drug dealers are, are, are pushy, <laughs> Greek, you know, cultural dealers are a lot pushier. I mean, you had to go to Greek school, yeah, which uh, in those days was compulsory, you know, corporal punishment. you get a over here, we had a, a Greek school teacher used to love cutting up a garden hose and, and, and giving that over the hands. But it was, you know, that was those were the days. And, yeah. you know, and Greek parents in general liked to introduce you or threatened to introduce you to the five brothers, yep. which was a slap. Uh, so, you know, my, my mother was always say, don't you want to meet the five brothers? 
And, you know, I didn't want to meet him, but I met them on several occasions. So, as you know, Greeks are very into their culture because, you know, in many ways it grounds them and it liberates them at the same time. It also tells them what's possible in the world. And let's not talk about, you know, modern Greek culture as much as the ancient Greek culture. We know the Greeks gave the world, you know, philosophy, democracy, mathematics, mm-hmm. homosexuality, you know, good things like that. Yeah. So they've invented a lot. And uh, the Greeks are very proud of what, what's possible when you're Greek, you know. And you're allowed to be dramatic. You're allowed to be funny. You're happy to be looked at. You're happy to be over the top. They're all good things. Yeah. And they're very into, you know, socialising. Like, Greeks don't know what it's like to be isolated. Yeah. They don't understand <laughs> not, you know, socialising <laughs> and all that sort of stuff. So they're a very united culture. And, yeah. And, and I've always been, you know, very pro-Greek, but I'm very pro any culture that's yeah. pro those things. Yeah, because you've grown up in, in the midst of it. You're getting married, finally. Finally. Oh my finally God. getting married. I was on the shelf. <laughs> <laughs> by my shelf for the longest time. Seriously, I was like a, a little relic sitting there all dusty and full of cobwebs waiting for someone to go, you, me, let's do it. And, you know, I mean that as well because I've never done that. Well, what about were women intimidated by you? Is that why you, you, you had trouble before? Firstly, they're happened? intimidated because, I, you know, I always and always will be up myself. Secondly, they're intimidated because I was extremely picky. Mm-hmm. And then when it, as, the, as the years and decades rolled on and it was becoming very apparent that I couldn't find anyone that was good enough, then I became very desperate. And there's nothing uglier than a desperate woman. I mean, it attracts the worst guys. And, you know, so I went on so many dates with disasters, you know, guys that said, said they were one thing and there was something else, you know. And then I contemplated turning gay for a while. Mm-hmm. But then I thought, I can't even handle my own love glove. You know, how am I going to take a (laughs) a trip to the Republic of Labia (laughs) willingly? So, you know, then I thought maybe that's not going to work out. And then out of nowhere, someone from my past, you know, at a school reunion, uh, I bumped into my first ever kiss, a skip guy called Shane, who left Broadie where I grew up and went off and, and, and got himself a big life and a big career and became a plastic surgeon. Wow. And he'd never gotten over that first kiss. Oh, maybe I'll let him touch my chesticles. I can't remember. Yeah, it's all a blur to me. Um, but anyway, and ever since then, I think, you know, subconsciously he's been trying to make as many women out there look like me because mm-hmm. I was always, you know, I was the one. I was his, you know, J-Lo, his Rihanna, his, you know, whoever whoever you find hot, you know. I was that person for him. And then um, he came up to me at the reunion and said, you know, uh, I've never forgotten you. And, you know, we kissed later on and, and it was, you know, it was Love. like Marooned the Dam downstairs. Oh, wow. Well, there you go. Well, we're going to be right back and you're going to tell us a lot about your wedding and, and what's coming up. Thanks, Effie. Pleasure. Hello, good thanks. This is Effie and you're listening to Gorgeous Stephanie on Joy 94.9. How cute is she? We're back on Joy 94.9 with Effie who's been chatting to us today. Now she's finally getting married and after so long, so excitement and you know, he's he's an Australian guy. How's that going to go down now? What what? What's Let me tell plans? you something about parents, and it probably is the case for any parent of any culture, but let's just take the Greeks my whole life. You know, my mother has put a lot of pressure on me to marry a Greek. You know, mm-hmm. you've got to marry a Greek. Whatever you do, marry a Greek. As the years rolled on, 
and then the decades. Then she said, okay, an Italian will be all right. I'll be cool with an Italian. <laughs> then she goes, oh, a Serbian, as long as he's orthodox, would be all right. And then, okay, maybe this one, maybe that. Towards the end, she's going, you know, I don't care, Japanese, Chinese, Muslimese, whatever it is, get married now. So, you know, the longer you wait, there are benefits because I think you end up, you can end up being with whoever you want mm-hmm. because your parents are just so panicked that it's never going to happen. Yeah. yeah you know, so, so, yeah, look, my mother's really into it because she's got money and because she's a plastic surgeon and he's a doctor and, you know, what well, Greeks look for stuff to brag about. Yep. That's how you know you're Greek if you're banging on about stuff, you know, and trying to, you know, gain points from other Greeks by saying, oh, you know, my daughter he might be Australian, but, you know, he is a doctor and he's trying to speak Greek. And they make every name sound Greek, like his name's Shane and she calls him O'Shane's, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. So, And he's one of those sort of skips that grew up with Greek, so he loves Greek, she gets it. He's not looking at him like, oh, my God, what's this freak show? He's really into it. And you know when a skip's really into Greeks, the Greeks love them more than they do a Greek mm-hmm. because they, go, they feel bad for them because they go, yeah. you want to be like us but you're not. Oh, my God, that's so sweet. We love him so bad. Mm-hmm. So I'm really lucky like that. And I had a child out of wedlock. You know, I, I had a child mm-hmm. a couple of years ago, and uh, it was an immaculate conception, obviously. It mm-hmm. was a gift from God. It was either that or the public toilet seat I sat on. I'm not sure how it happened, but I do know it did not happen along traditional lines. And the result of, of that miracle was the birth of my baby buffed daughter, Aphrodite, Affy, Effie and Affy. Effie, Affy, I love that. Also, Aphrodite is the goddess of love, and that's and how beauty. I feel. And Go easy, that's me. (laughs) Effie is the goddess of beauty. Let's not give her everything. Anyway, so I got this kid, right, this sort of mini-me type of thing, and uh, she's the greatest kid. And I used to take her out on dates Mm -hmm. with me because, you know, kid, my mother says you only ever find out the truth from drunk people and children. Yeah, and uh, on dates, I sort of they, they ended up getting drunk because they saw it wasn't going to happen. And then my kid would tell me what they really thought of these guys. And so she she would say to me, "Mama, sleazebaggy." You know, mama, tight arsy, mama this, mama that, you know, and she would tell me. And when I took her out on the date with Shane, she said, mama nice, mama kind. Yeah, you yeah, know, and Affie, that was it. Affy loved Shane, mama. Yeah. And and he loved her because obviously, you know, I come with a dependent now. Mm-hmm. So a lot of guys were, you know, intimidated by that because, mm-hmm. you know, they don't have a heart big enough to love anything that isn't, a version of themselves. Yeah, that's You know, right. so the ego gets in the way, but Shane wasn't like that. So she loved him. He loved her. I love him. He loves me and her. Her and me love him. It's all good. Yeah. You know, it's like the Bermuda Triangle, but without anything spooky. And now you're married and... Oh, no, no, you I'm get, about to get married. You're about to get married. I'm literally getting married on stage. The show is called Effie, the Virgin Bride. Right. And I am getting married. My nuptials will be on stage with all my fans there. Wow. Are we all invited? You guys are invited because you've got the money. Great. Okay. Yeah, it's not (laughs) free. Yeah, Yeah, no. Weddings cost money. That's right. So look, it's doing incredibly well. We've we've sold out, you know, almost the first week. We've put extra shows on sale for that week because the demand's so huge. And all I'm gonna say is Melbourne, you were begging for it and I'm gonna give it to you something rotten. Well there you go. A big, big a big wedding. Big, massive, huge, it's massive great. wedding. It's, it's a day of my life. Of course, it's going to be big. It's yeah. going to be hilarious. It's going to be all things magnificent. So please book your tickets. And there's lots of groups. You know, people love, you know, groups. So they get, oh, all right, we'll get a minivan mm-hmm. and we'll have a champagne and we'll get there and they get dressed up and they buff up their hair. Yeah, and yeah. it becomes like an event, like a good wedding should be. Yeah, that's so right. So I'm saying to all my loyal, loving fans out there, be it 
homosexual, be it um, straight, be it dino, be it frigid. I don't care what it is. You know how much I love you. Let me show you a great night you'll never forget. Amazing. Thank you so much for chatting to us, Effie. Make sure you catch her at the Comedy Theatre in Melbourne. Tickets are available now through Ticketmaster. And remember to visit effievirginbride.com for more information. Thanks for being here. My pleasure, and obviously yours. Joy 94.9. This Joycast is a free service brought to you by Joy 94.9. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.